Dell Tech Fest starts now. To thank you for 40 unforgettable years, Dell Technologies is celebrating with anniversary savings on their most popular tech. For a limited time only, save on select next-gen PCs like the XPS 13 Plus, where you can make the everyday easier with Windows 11. Plus, curate your dream setup with great deals on select monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at dell.com slash deals, you'll have access to leading-edge technology and free shipping on everything. Again, that's dell.com slash deals. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Even A said Kawhi's the biggest big superstar. No, right now, Tatum is. Celtics fans, I love to call this out, right? Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Jason Tatum, not always there when you call, but always on time. The Rich Eisen Show. Earlier on the show, Prime Video TNF analyst Andrew Whitworth. Still to come, Bears general manager Ryan Poles. CBS sports broadcaster Jim Nance. Actor and comedian Joel McHale. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Yes, yes it is. Hour number two of the Rich Eisen Show live on the air. Andrew Whitworth has just left our show studio stage. Talking about the Thursday night football schedule. Jim Nance is about to call in to talk about the NFL on CBS. And then in studio, hour number three, diehard Seahawks fan and the host of the Crime Scene Kitchen and the star of Animal Control, both on Fox. Joel McHale will be here, and that'll be fun. That'll be fun. It always is. Always is. Do you have a what's more likely? I do. You do? Yeah, okay, we'll do that. We'll, we'll do that in hour it's number three. Friday. It's a Friday. It's fun Friday. And you have a what's more likely based on the schedule? Some on the schedule, a couple NBAs. Let's okay, go. Very good. All right, we'll do that later on in hour number three. Your phone calls at 844-204-RICH <laughs> being the number to dial right here on this program. We've got good times right now. Um, so let, let's let's just leap in here. The first game of the season. Andrew Whitworth talked about it, even though they don't have it on Amazon Prime. He loves the Lions taking on the Chiefs. As he left the stage, he left the building, he thought that Andy Reid must be sitting around thinking, damn, the Lions and Dan Campbell. Now... He's not just saying that because the Lions are a team that finished up winning 8 of 10 last year and played some of the best football in the last two months of the season and had a chance to make the playoffs and could have if things went differently in Seattle, by the way, in the last game of the season. And, you know, there's a lot of officiating that went down that was a little bit, uh, you know, uh, questionable. And um, but Campbell doesn't use anything as excuses. What he does is he likes to rile and he likes to lead and he likes to have people who want to run through walls. He likes players who run through walls. He likes players who respond to his run through the wall speeches. And that is what Andy Reid is potentially not terribly pleased about. That he's going to have his team ready to run through any freaking wall in the state of Missouri and they run through the wall and go straight into Kansas. Mm. Right there in Arrowhead. 
that's what he thought that Ray, Ray, he saw, as he left he said to us Andy Reid's got to be like oh man Dan Campbell is going to have this team he's got four months mm-hmm. to get him ready and riled up and he said all training camp long he's going to be talking about this game and what it means and have them ready to hit the ground running and good morning football had Dan Campbell on today to talk about being the choice of the NFL to show up in Arrowhead and give everyone a good show and what's at stake for him and the team. Give a listen to what Dan Campbell had to say about being the choice of the NFL to help kick off the season in Kansas City. Certainly, we're, we're beginning to get noticed. Um, you know, that's what it means. Now, I'll say this. Here's my first thought, I'm being totally honest with you, as to why... Why they would, uh, okay, why give us Kansas City? Okay, well, yeah, you, you finish the year a certain way, but it also means that they're betting on we won't get our ass kicked. All right? You may get beat, but you're not going to get your ass kicked. That's what they're saying. So, listen, I, we're all excited here, and I want to be real careful because I also know what the reality is uh, of this game, too. Because, look, if if you're able to pull this game off, right, and, and which is the whole point of playing the game as you're going in to win, well, then you're going to be expected to, to not lose another game if you can beat the Chiefs. I mean, that, that's that's going to be reality. So then if you slip up and lose a game, well, then you're trash again, you're, you know. Yep. But if you don't win the game, then you're not worthy enough to be playing on Thursday night, first game of the year. So we got to block all that out. It's the next game. It's the one in front of us. we got to prepare. We already know they're going to be ready, man. They're the top dogs. They're as good as they get. And uh, it'd be an ultimate challenge. But if you're a competitor – like we are as a coaching staff and our players are. I mean, it just doesn't get any better. <laughs> I want to play the game right now. Right? Could you imagine that's going to be the message over the next four months to the team? Yeah, we're there to be a punching bag. They think we are going to just be fodder for the banner raise. Although, look. They don't want to blow out in week one. They don't want to blow out in game one. They want a game. So they feel the Lions can give them a game. And what the Lions can do, obviously, Jamison Williams being out doesn't help matters. And by the way, the league still put the Lions in that building knowing that one of their top receivers won't be there. And also, the conversation as to why he won't be there is because he was popped for gambling. They still put the Lions out there. And the restore the roar faithful in the state of Michigan and throughout the country, the Honolulu Blue faithful, believe this is the moment where the roar will finally get restored. And I can't blame him for feeling that way. And Dan Campbell is going to have this team absolutely riled up with a mixture of they don't believe we can win this game. We're the Washington Generals to their Harlem Globetrotters. And they think they're running the risk. And there will be a lot of people who think the Lions, you could have had Josh Allen. You could have had Joe Burrow. You could have had Jalen Hurts all in the building. And you're putting Jared Goff and the Lions there. They don't deserve this game. He is going to use all of this, ball it up, and throw it right at the Kansas City Chiefs. And I am all here for that. I can feel it. (laughs) It's coming. I can feel it. <laughs> I can't wait, man. Let's go. It is a great choice. 
And I didn't think I thought it would be like choice eight, choice nine. And that's yeah. part of what Dan Campbell's talking about, too. You know, part of what Dan Campbell's talking about. Great stuff that Good Morning Football got out of the coach of the Lions today. 844-204-RICH, number to dial right here on the program. Terzo in Iowa, all rise, everybody, all rise, please. What's up, Terzo? Terzo. Hey, what's up, guys? How you guys doing today? Been a great up, show man? so far. Thank got you, sir. Things for you. You got the 49ers? What's on your mind? I, I got the 49ers win-loss. Oh. Uh, trying to try and duplicate a, a good call that I did last year. Okay. Um, do we have the 49ers schedule? Terzo, you really want to do this now? It's May 12th, brother. Wow. We don't even know who your quarterback is. <laughs> I'm, ser- I'm already, serious. I've already, I'm, I'm I've, already give you- through, I've already gone through the whole schedule, and I got them going 12 and 5. Hold on a second. Counselor, counselor, counselor. You know that's not the way it's done here. You know it's done game by game. And I'm giving you a preemptory. I'm going to give you a preemptory as you will try to seat this jury, sir. You don't even know if it's Trey Lance or it's Darnold or it's going to be Purdy at all. You know, you have. I believe it's. I, I believe it's going to be Trey Lance for the first four weeks until Purdy's back. Okay, and so Purdy, Purdy let's do comes it. Back in and takes takes the takes the reins. You want to do the win loss? You want to do the win loss thing? Because we got NFL Films music ready for it. you. Okay, here we go. Terzo in Iowa. This is impressive. This is uh this is going out on a limb this here. Is this is day after the schedule comes early. out. This is way too two days early. before Mother's Day, and we don't even know, you know, who the baby's gonna be, you know, to celebrate uh when the season begins at quarterback. Here wow. we go. Starting with go. at the Pittsburgh Steelers, you say Lance starts the first four games. What do you got for me? We we lose to the Steelers in a tough road game. Okay. Uh Rams. Here in SoFi. Okay, of course you do. You think so. Uh, then a short week turnaround home opener against the Giants. Beat the Giants. And then the Cardinals at home. Take out the, take out the Cardinals. So hold on a second. You think Lance is winning three of the first four and, and with benched? that hot hand yeah. gets benched for a Sunday nighter against the Dallas Cowboys? For Purdy? Yeah, I believe he does. Okay. And Purdy comes in and beats the Cowboys. Okay, so they're four and one, and uh, and boy, the by the way, between October first and October eighth, if that is the conversation, Lance is out, Purdy oh, in of a three and one team, we will be having a lot of conversations about that. All right, the four and one, um, the four and one Niners then go to Cleveland. We lose to uh, a, a shootout to Watson. Okay, at the Vikings on a Monday night. Uh, we recover and beat the Vikings. Home for the Bengals on CBS in Week Eight. A shootout, a shootout. And we beat the Bengals in it. Wow. Okay, so they are now six and two going into the bye week, coming out at Jacksonville. Beat the Jags. All right. Home for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Beat the Bucks. At the Seattle Seahawks on a Thanksgiving night. Lose to the Sea Chickens. Okay. At the Philadelphia Eagles, you're still flocking with birds. What do you got? We're, yeah, we lose to the Eagles as well. Oh, ah, boy. Okay. Even with Purdy at quarterback there, even with the 11th man oh. Oh. for Debo. Okay, yep. home for the Seahawks. Let's finish up strong. Then, then we beat the Sea Chickens. Mm-hmm. At the Cardinals. Beat the Cardinals. Monday night against the Ravens. We beat the Ravens as well, and I think Lamar might be hurt by then. At the <laughs> Wow. At the Commanders, <laughs> New Year's, New Year's Eve afternoon in Washington. We beat the Commanders. And then home for the Rams. I'll say, I know I know how you feel about that. Okay. No, no, we, we lose to the Rams because we've already won the division. And so you're resting. So you're resting. Did you start Darnold in that game? Okay. One, two, three, four, five. All right. 12 and five. Thank you, Terzo okay, and I. Thanks, Terzo. Appreciate you, guys. Be well. Down. All right. Be well. Good weekend.
12 and 5. By the way, 12 and 5 on 512. Hey. 23. I don't. Too, too early, but I give, I give uh, regular callers what they want. Hey. I mean, it doesn't seem possible. Do, uh, there's no way on this planet. Lance goes three and one, and, and right, gets before, gets right before Cowboys. <laughs> no, for the no Cowboys, no. no way, no chance. I don't think so. I mean, it's interesting that he thinks that there will be a quarterback switch because you know what—that's what happens in in, in uh, San Francisco. Well, actually, we should probably hope that's the case. It will give us a lot to talk oh, about. Oh, right? three and one, Lance <laughs> out. Purdy with his his uh, his new wing coming in against the Cowboys. Holy crap, that's not happening. Or <laughs> there's no way you can say that's not happening. No, you're right. Because you're right. If I told you last you're year, right, right. let me just do this one more time. <laughs> you're right. If I told you last year yeah. that Jimmy G would be eventually signed by the team at the end of training camp and they had to do it because there was no way they were going into the season with the kid that they drafted with the last pick was going to back up Trey Lance. And not only did Lance start the season, but then got hurt. And Jimmy G was the guy who got them in position to make the Super Bowl until he gets hurt. And they had to turn to the kid that they didn't want to have as the backup to Lance to begin with. And he turns into a rookie of the year candidate who goes down in the NFC Championship game, causing a huge to-do in advance of the rematch this year. So you can't sit here and say, that's not happening. (laughs) Right. When it comes to the San Francisco 49ers. Nah. I just don't know if Terzo has like a Corgi helping him predict games. <laughs> By the way, that Corgi. is five for five. That Corgi who predicts NBA <laughs> playoff games by hitting <laughs> mini basketballs off his beautiful nose into two baskets at the bottom of a stairwell is Nostra freaking dog. Five enough. for five. Dog. What? Dogmas. <laughs> Okay, and he predicted the Lakers would be up 3-1 and losing seven to the Warriors. Yeah. Or is it a she? I don't know, but is that this, dog is freaking Are they posting these before amazing. or after the before. game? No, this was posted before, before the series, series started. Yeah. The dog predicted the Lakers would be up 3-1 and lose the final three. Five for five. It's gone every single game. Right. No, what's it say about games? No, you know what? I don't know. No, no, it, it says the Lakers. No, no, the Warriors. Oh, it, it didn't do oh. our series. Yeah. Maybe they did. You just didn't see it. I didn't see it. Look it up in the commercial break as we get ready for Jim Nance. I mean, the Corgi. 844-204-RICH is the number to talk. Chris Brockman is Googling basketball <laughs> predicting Corgi videos right now. Yeah, That's I, what's I, happening. I, yeah. Please do that before Jim Nance joins us because I, I'd I like to. to I, I, yeah, I everybody get set. Yeah. You should do that. It's a serious <laughs> business. Hello, friends. I've Thanks. got the CBS Thanks. schedule in front of me. He's Jeff. By the way, this guy, you want to talk about him. He is a schedule nut. He knows everything about everything about a schedule. I love it. One of his one of the many facets that makes him great. He will be joining us next right here on our schedule release show. For those who are waiting to hear from Ryan Poles, we had to reschedule his schedule changed. We'll get the general manager of the Bears on next week. How does that sound? That's next with Jim Nance, Joel McHale in studio. More of your phone calls at 844-204-RICH. Number to dial right here. We say hello to this friend next on The Rich Eisen Show. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. And I should know, they kept my car on the road, and they do it with a smile on their face. They offer friendly service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. And that comes in so welcome when your car needs to be put back together. 
and they do it with a smile so you know you're being taken care of. They got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. And guess what? You should not miss Power Torque Tools DIY days at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Power Torque hand tools come in with a lifetime guarantee, and right now you can save big on Power Torque hand tools, power tools, jacks, and more. Get great deals on a wide range of Power Torque jacks and jack stands, including two-ton jack stands and up to three-and-a-half-ton floor jacks. Let the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts help you find the right power torque tools for your next DIY project. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Work back on the air with our Roku channel live stream. Sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger is the right product for you. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. It's a Super Bowl year for CBS. They are broadcasting the Super Bowl in Las Vegas, Nevada for this upcoming season that has a ton of great games on the Tiffany Network and the voice of the NFL on CBS and so many amazing moments on that network of CBS Sports. Jim Nance, kind enough to call back into the Rich Eisen Show. Hello, friend. Hello, friend. The day after the scheduled release, we all were making our flight bookings and plans for the fall. I'm all excited. I wish we had a chance to go to Germany or England. It's not on our ledger, but... It's going to be a great season. I'm so excited about the games that are before us now. Now, again, um, do you know how, how deep into the season do you know which games you're doing right now, Jim? I have a pretty good idea for the first 17 weeks. Obviously, 18 is up in the air with all the huh. divisional matchups and a lot of obligations to each of the broadcast partners. So that's impossible to handicap. But I could. I could rattle off right now 1 through 17 as best odds at this point. Okay, so because we, we have a, a graphic, our crack Rich Eisen show staff has put together uh, notable CBS games, and I'm wondering how many we nailed. Uh, let's start with the Eagles Patriots. You, you're there for that one, right, Jim? I'll be there for that one. Tony Romo, Tracy Wolfson. We all are looking forward to being at Gillette Stadium to open up the season with the NFC champs. The salute to Tom Brady, which we talked about last night uh, on the NFL Network together. And um, the big presentation before the game, which I hope to be able to participate in. Yeah, did you you hear two different shows? You said that last night. uh, You said to RKK, um, I I can make it down from the booth to be part of that. Had the Patriots heard your your initial roof? <laughs> offering of your services I'm still waiting by the phone at this point <laughs> but hey they've got a lot of planning to do and as i alluded to last night there'll be a lot of people nervous about well wait wait, wait a minute you, you we <laughs> got to come on the air and, and all of that um we'll be fine i mean i know how to climb out of the booth uh, many times in fact at gillette to run down to give the trophy away that's right of a high wire act so now i can just do it in reverse go from the field up to the booth no problem just for brady and, and that's right yeah, so last I mean, night I need to be there for that i'm so happy it worked out on our watch and that just 
feels uh, very fitting. I said last night, That's 102 right. Brady games in a New England uniform. I might have been uh, rounding up a little bit because I think all total, I think it's 106, hmm. including his Tampa career, but it's somewhere right around 100 in a Patriot uniform. Almost a third of his games uh, I had, along with the great Phil Sims and with Tony, um, we had a chance to see that many Brady games in person. And that'll be week one. And then uh, I believe, you know, my, my the crack staff is, is chosen too because, you know, Ravens at Bengals is significant. But I imagine you and Tony, I think you said last night, you're going to be Jets at Cowboys. You're going to get Rogers' All first right, road let's, game. Let's right? set the record straight here. Anytime you have a doubleheader window yes. uh, on CBS, so you're looking at the two games, you can automatically cross off whatever the 1 o'clock matchup is. We're always going to do the 425 There game. you go. Okay. Doesn't matter. How sexy the matchup is at one, the 425 game, this pertains to not only CBS but Fox as well, mm-hmm. is going to be about 50% higher. So there's no way we're doing a 1 o'clock game, no matter how good it is. And, yes, the Jets-Dallas is one of the best games that we procured. It's a big one. Rodgers on the road. Rodgers against Dallas. Uh, Jets' first road game with this new look. Uh, I, I'm thrilled by this game. That is going to be something else. I mean, um, Rodgers in Dallas, I, I remember that was his first coming out party in the old Texas stadium when it was far versus your current partner in your booth, uh, Romo. That was on a Saturday night on NFL Network, and both teams were incredible, yeah. and it was for the, the lead in the entire conference, and Favre, of all things, gets hurt. And Rodgers comes in, and I'll never forget, we were all sitting there in the end zone watching that, waiting for halftime, saying, oh, my goodness gracious, this guy is amazing. And that guy was, of course, (laughs) Rodgers. I'll never forget that. Never. It was early for NFL Network to be doing games. It might have been even season one. It it was a big one sitting out there all year long. People were saying, this is not going to be on one of the major networks. No, it's going to be on NFL Networks. There was tremendous buildup. I remember it well. Mm-hmm. It's hard to believe it's that long ago. Um, and how everything has grown from there is pretty interesting. But Jets-Dallas uh, is one of the top games of the year for any network. And then maybe are you going to get Patriots at Jets the following week? You think you'll be there in and New again, York? Now I'm going to get into the handicapping business here. There's a Denver at Miami game that's out there. This yep. is a regional week for us. There you go. But I would right now go with New England at the Jets. That will be something else, too. I mean, Rodgers, I, again, and I, and I know there's tons of – we got on the screen right here. We don't have to do the entire interview this way. There's tons of Chiefs Arrowhead logos on our screen right now, but – there's a ton of Jets logos yeah. up there, too, Jim. I mean, this is story of the offseason, story of many seasons that, once again, the Jets are putting their eggs in the basket of a first ballot Hall of Famer who was done with his Packers career. It's unbelievable how this is happening again. And this young Jets team appears to be just – this is the exact ingredient that they, they need right now, it looks well, like. And they have a receiving core – a great blend of young talents like Garrett Wilson to go with guys that some of the stalwarts that he's comfortable with coming over from Green Bay. So there is no reason for this not to work out for the Jets. It's not like Aaron Rodgers has lost his fastball. He can still play, and uh, barring any injuries here, this should be a really big season for them. Jim Nance here on the Rich Eisen Show day after the schedule comes out. How many Chiefs games do you think you're getting? I know you mentioned that number. I'm down to the first one that I see is Kansas City at Minnesota Week 5. Mm-hmm. Uh, a doubleheader game. Um, we know that Minnesota had a very good regular season last year. Of course, KC is, 
is arguably the biggest catch in, in the entire schedule for anybody. Uh, we know about the Dallas history, but who wants the Cowboys, but KC's on that level now uh, as the champs and with Mahomes. And then later on, two weeks later to be exact, week seven, I anticipate that uh, we'll be doing Chargers at KC, doubleheader game 425. And then we'll see them again weeks 14, 16, and 17. This is what I alluded to last night. In the month of December, basically going to live in KC. I've got Buffalo at KC week 14, Vegas at KC on Christmas Day, Cincinnati at KC on New Year's Eve. So those are blockbuster games. Um, Buffalo and Cincinnati especially, those two matchups against KC. You're talking, in the Cincinnati case, the last two AFC championship matchups came down to a field goal in each case. And then, of course, Buffalo and Kansas City with that epic divisional game um, a, a season ago, uh, two seasons ago, I guess you would say now, yeah. and a great regular season game at Arrowhead last year. They come back, the Bills again come back to Arrowhead. And it's um, that's just a blockbuster for us. Those were games one and two, I believe, on our hit list when we went in and talked to the league, and we got them. And, and again, you may have, who knows, obviously, back to back to back Chiefs games when the playoffs begin. You may, you know, yeah. you may have yeah. that too, Jim. You, you may, you may. Well, it, I don't anticipate seeing them on, um, but you never know with only one team getting the bye. Maybe right. Cincinnati KC on December 31 is for the number one seed. Who knows? It's, uh, it's easy to project right now, but right. you don't know how a season breaks out and injuries and all that. But, um, yeah, I think there's a really strong chance we'd see him divisional weekend and uh, AFC Championship week, and maybe even in Las Vegas. So you know, you add it up. Uh, if they were to make that kind of run all the way to the Super Bowl, I think it adds up to nine games oh, that we would see. Wow. Yeah, maybe it's eight games, eight or nine games of the Chiefs. This is what it used to be like getting back to how we started. Back in the Brady Belichick days, Phil and I would would do eight or nine Patriot games a year, riding them through the playoffs in the regular season. So they were the flagship team of the network at that time, and rightfully so. And KC is in in, in this era. And could you imagine how much we would be making these connections between Mahomes and Brady, other than what you just mentioned? Had Mahomes beaten Brady in that Super Bowl in Tampa a couple of years ago? Jim, because this kid is the only one one would think. Obviously, Allen is yet to make a Super Bowl, and Burrow has made one but lost it. Um, he he's the he appears to be the only one that could possibly, in the realm of approaching the universe of Tom Brady's numbers, if the longevity and the success level can be sustained. I mean, that is... A long way to go, but he is that special. Yeah. I think he, and I know fans are like sick and tired of hearing that already. Might have Mahomes fatigue. <laughs> I, I hate, I hate to say, you know, you better get used to it. We just talked about it, obviously, about what they're going to see through your, your microphone and your top-notch cruise lens. But this is the truth, Jim. That's what's at stake in a way this hey, year. Listen, people sometimes grow weary or tired of winners and the story repeating itself, but. It's kind of like Tiger back in his heyday. You, you may root for him. A lot of people did. You may not root for him. Uh, and there were those out there that, that weren't rooting for him because they just grew tired of watching him play all the time. Why are you guys showing him so much? 
But the truth is, everybody wants to know what he's doing at all times. And that, that is the same that pertains to Mahomes. You want to know what he's doing. And he's got three Super Bowl appearances. He's got two rings. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to handicap it when you're talking about a player still in his 20s and you've got so much, so much more talent out there. Um, I mean, it's just what the AFC has, at the quarterback <laughs> position. It's almost unfair. It really is. Um, and you know, I'm not saying that boasting because we're the AFC network, but we have a, you, you just rattle off some names and, and you didn't mention Justin Herbert. You didn't mention a Lamar. Um, Jackson, you didn't mention um, Trevor Lawrence. And there are other guys. I mean, Deshaun Watson. We can't draw any conclusions about what his ability is off the handful of games he played at the end of last season. What about Kenny Pickett? Is he going to be good? You know, who knows? Maybe Will Levis is going to be um, the guy that some people thought might go first off the board two weeks ago during the draft. Maybe Tennessee hit on something there, but Look, you got Aaron Rodgers now to add to that that long list of of talented quarterbacks. Russell Wilson, does he come back to life? Jimmy Jimmy G. Hmm. I mean, I think that was a great offseason acquisition by by the Raiders. So it's just it's. I, I'm sorry, Tua. I've, I left Tua That's off. That's true. I'm no, LinkedIn. I know, Tua, but I do uh, the same thing too. On that list, you Jim. mentioned already, Josh, and you mentioned Joe. Yeah. But it goes on and on and on, and it's just mind-boggling what's going on here, uh, going on out here in, in the AFC with the quarterback position. And C.J. Stroud with the Texans and the, the quarterback that uh, most analysts and observers uh, generally uh, thinks has the biggest upside of all the rookie quarterbacks and Anthony Richardson winding up in Indianapolis. And just to, yeah. just to bring it all... I'm sorry to overlook those No, no. I mean, there's too many. You can't name all 16. But, you know, and, and then you know, it's interesting that you, you equated Mahomes to Tiger because they both are, you know, wear red on victory Sundays, right? I mean, like, this is... <laughs> That's true. This is... So it's getting to the point where the AFC... You're getting to the point where you go into the draft. Does anybody now? I know there are exceptions, but you're getting to where like the quarterback position does not need to be addressed in most cases. Really true. That's unusual. Now, the same can't be said on the NFC side. Obviously, there are stars over there, but it doesn't have the star power that the AFC does. You know, this was the first year, Rich, that the the league was touting how the games would be interchangeable. I'm talking about the Fox and CBS packages. Yes. And it would look different. The reality is, is that we had more cross flexes in our major windows last year. We, we had, you know, we had games like Dallas at Minnesota. I mean, there was a whole slew of games and, uh, that were normally in the Fox package. But you look at our our lineup I just gave you, what I suspect. We didn't run through them all. Right. We have the Philly at New England game that normally would belong to Fox. We got that one. Other than that, and yes, and other than Washington playing at Dallas on Thanksgiving, but I take that one off the board because that's become kind of a pretty standard thing to do, make it a divisional game um, in a lot of cases on, on Thanksgiving. We really went in our major windows all heavy with the AFC, or at least the league did where you really felt the difference of the new business model was in our one o'clock games on a doubleheader day and just emboldening what our overall package is. I was adding it up last night that I had nothing better to do. After, uh, 
You love the schedule too, Jim. You love the schedule. I love it. I love how much you love the schedule. I love the schedule. I love the schedule. I love the draft. I love living it vicariously through you. Thank you, Jim. We have in our hundred some odd game total, hundred games. We have thirty one games by my total. Thirty one games that before there were a smattering of cross flexes. You know what I mean by Mm -hmm. that? Yep. NFC games on the road at an AFC opponent or NFC at NFC. Those just came to us in recent years. We get a handful of them. Didn't used to be that way. But 31 of our games are games that normally, uh, uh, not normally, in the old days, and that's not real old. I'm talking five years ago, we would not have seen. So where are they? Because you're not seeing them on the headline games. The AFC is so strong, we we just packed it, or the league packed it, with primarily AFC matchups. But inside of our 100-game package, there are 31 games that would be considered cross-flexes or NFC at NFC games that normally, not normally, again, formally were not a part of the picture for our business model. Well, and then you, you again, just to wrap things up on the CBS schedule, um, of notable games, I think others that we we think you're going to be at. Um, you've got um, uh, on Sunday, the 26th of November, the Bills at the Eagles. So you got Hurts on your package twice. Uh, obviously, the the Thanksgiving Day game in Dallas. That's two Dallas Dak Prescott games. Then you also have the San Francisco 49ers, Bengals at 49ers there, Chiefs at Vikings. Essentially, if you had a peg, like, okay, who are the quarterbacks that can lead a team to championship play in the NFC? You've got them as well. You've got, I mean, good Lord, you've got to be, you're fired up. I don't blame you. This is a heck of a schedule. I'm glad you brought it up. I wanted to bring it up last night, um, but Cincinnati at San Francisco oh boy. is the is I believe it's October 29th. Yes, it is. Week eight. Mm-hmm. That is a national doubleheader game. And, you know, you take Cincinnati traveling out west. That could have been our Super Bowl matchup in February. They both lost in the championship games. It's a darn attractive game there that I'm looking forward to being able to have out west. Um, yeah, it's, it's all high quality. And by the way, I know I'm sounding like I'm bragging about Oh. What our team did, and I am proud of um, our Dan Weinbergs and David Bursons and everybody that was uh, had their hands on the schedule business for a couple of months. I know all the networks operate the same. They all try to politic and build a case for what they need. <clears throat> Can't protect everything that you have. Uh, but I was looking at all of the networks last night. I think somehow there is dilution because you have Amazon and you have Monday night. And that's definitely been upgraded. Mm-hmm. You have Sunday night, and you have to make, of course, CBS and Fox happy. <clears throat> In the end, I think everybody's happy. I, I looked at it and didn't walk away saying, wow, that's a weaker schedule than they normally have. Mm-hmm. Somehow the games worked out where they're attractive enough, and everybody did well. I love it. But I'm especially proud of um, what we've been handed and what we worked hard for. And um, it looks good. I know it's only... Uh, May right now, and <laughs> yeah, I know. Got, uh, months to go, but I'm already getting fired up to be reunited with Tony and Tracy and Jim Rickoff and our amazing director, uh, Mike Arnold, and having a Super Bowl season and um, getting the band back together. 
I look forward to that. Obviously, um, Jim, I, I I appreciate the call. I, just one last thing, if I if I may, mm-hmm. uh, the Thanksgiving games uh, last year have been renamed uh, Madden Celebration, and um, yeah. and and I know you know a lot of folks who are growing up think you know oh yeah he's the video game guy or he was the guy who was on NBC with Al and. You know, he was a CBS guy first, and I'm wondering if you've got a good Madden story at all for when you were starting out and you met him or when you were, you know, um, already a longtime CBS veteran, anything uh, Madden-related yeah, story thought. time. I mean, first off, he, he was CBS first, and by far he was CBS the most. Mm-hmm. Um, when you look at his longevity – until that year, in December of 93, when we lost the NFC package, on that fateful day of December 17th, 1993, we knew we were going to be out of the NFL business, and that's when, of course, John went in another direction. Um, you know, there was a lot of time for all of us to spend with John. I got to do sidelines one time in my career. I wasn't very good at it, but it was in 1987, and I did it with, uh, with Pat and John which was obviously it's memorable now. I'm going back so many years, 30-something years ago, 36 years ago. Wow. I was scared out of my mind going to production <laughs> meeting with him, but uh, he was always very generous. And um, as, as, as life would move on, you know, I moved to Pebble Beach, California, mm-hmm. and, and John lived in Pleasanton, California, up in the East Bay, but he had a home right off Ocean Avenue in Carmel-by-the-Sea, which was one mile from my house. And I didn't get to see him as much as I should have. But I saw him on occasion for breakfast, cup of coffee, a walk. Mm. This is going to sound really bizarre. because I was intimidated by him, and he was oh. not an intimidating guy. That's the last thing he would want anybody to ever feel, because he certainly didn't try to admit anything to you that made you feel uncomfortable, but he was just so big. And I had so much respect and appreciation for him. Look, my job has taken me everywhere. I've been in the company of a number of presidents. I've had a a dinner sitting at the same table as the queen of England. Uh, These are all things that I never deserve, but somehow they landed in my lap. But when I was around John, I just never quite broke through that barrier of being in awe of him. Mm if that makes any sense. Sure. And he's the, la- he's the most normal guy ever. But I just think it speaks to my love, respect, and appreciation for him. I looked up to him so much. I lived a mile from him. I wish I, you now, in retrospect, I wish I had seen him three days a week. Mm-hmm. Not that he would have wanted me three days a week, but <laughs> he was a hang guy. John was never in a hurry. You know, he never tied his shoelaces. He walked around with sneakers with his shoes untied. Really? He didn't like to be pinned down. People would say to him, hey, your shoe's untied. Yep. (laughs) They didn't know that's how he wanted to operate. Uh, He never wanted to break up the hang. I just, you know, you you get older in life, you think, I should have handled that relationship a little bit better. Mm. Man, he was good to me. I wish I had more time with him. It was there. It was, I know it was there if I had a little more self-confidence in that relationship. Never said that to anybody before, but as I'm just sitting here opening up my mind to it, man, he was just an amazing guy. And I love to watch the way he interacted with people. People would approach him, and he had time for everyone. 
and he was he was he was a man of the people. Who wouldn't want to aspire to be that where everybody could relate to him? And I did too. I just had a certain level of admiration that was so high that um, it made me uh, not natural in communicating with him because I just looked up to him so much. Well, hope that makes sense. It does, Jim. In my heart, a million percent. And I love that you share that with me and the group here in the audience. And just know this: you are in a position. What a what a position to be in, sitting there in a booth, and you know, in the Metroplex on a Thanksgiving in front of that monster audience, being able to tell folks of a different generation about Madden and keep his legacy alive. That's that's in your hands, you know, and that is going to be amazing um, for you and the Madden celebration. So that's a pretty big, heady thing. Number one. Yeah. Well, I, I, I got to be the voice of, of the Madden game. I believe it was five years. And at the time it was the longest run anyone had. Mm -hmm. And Phil and I did it together. And it, it meant a lot to, to, to lend a voice to that. And you're right. Most people think it's about the video game and his record as a coach, which was so short lived and his win percentage was off the charts, a hundred wins. I mean, very few losses. What, what he did to motivate and inspire his players and how they reacted to him years later um, <clears throat> it's pretty special, but Sandy Montag was John's. Well, he started out like working for John and went on the road with him. Mm-hmm. Then he became his manager and agent. And Sandy's been my manager and agent uh, on the broadcasting side for for decades now. And he would always be kind of a go between. Hey, John wants to see you for breakfast at Katie's place in Carmel. For John, this or that, and you know, he, I think he probably understood that. I, I, it was unnatural for me to feel like I could reach out. Uh, I was shy, and that's the bottom line. But when it came to Thanksgiving Day, Sandy would always say, "Hey, before you go on the air today, give John a call. Mm. Give John a call." So Tony and I did that, and I think Phil and I did it too. So whatever, I've done the Thanksgiving Day games now for for several decades. Every year, Detroit, then Dallas, then Detroit, then Dallas. Mm-hmm. And I used to make that phone call on Thanksgiving Day from the booth, wish him happy Thanksgiving, because I knew how much it meant to him. At Sandy's urging, and, you know, I'd get up the nerve to be able to call, call his cell phone and say, hey, John, thinking of you today. He was great. I mean, he watched everything. Mm-hmm. He didn't miss any game on any network he was all in on the nfl and in the end great coach hall of famer legendary uh, legacy with his video game but he might have been when it's all said and done you add up all the parts the greatest ambassador the league ever had he stood for the good things in the game and again everybody related to him players the coaches the media and especially the fans he was their voice and he was the man of the people so Thanksgiving should belong to him when it comes to the NFL business. You're the man, Jim Nance. Always appreciate this. I do not take it for granted. You are awesome. Thanks again for the call. Thanks, brother. And uh, I appreciate you saying on the NFL Network last night that this is a new tradition unlike any other. <laughs> calling into the it show. Is. We've done it many years. We have. 
I, I write it in. I can, well, hopefully you'll have me back next Any year. Anytime, Jim. We'll chat before then. <laughs> Thanks again. Be well. Enjoy Thanks, the Rich. enjoy your summer. You're the best. You, you, buddy. Right back at you. Jim Nance, everybody. Come on. There he goes. Story time. Let's take a break. Love it. Joel McHale, hour number three. Don't you dare move your phone calls when we come back. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place, and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. How great was Jim Nance? I mean, Susie just texted me during the commercial break, Smitch from back home, about about him sharing that. That's great. Uh, honestly, it, you know, Suze was talking about how it's like a lesson that when you, you know, you, you have an opportunity to meet somebody or be around them, you should take advantage of it. And I totally understand that. I mean, you know, I, I remember I was 26, was strolling into Sports Center. I bet. And everybody who I had hoped to become colleagues with, um, they were just suddenly my colleagues. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I didn't really avail myself sometimes of what I should have. Well, I totally a, understand it's it. It's a little bit of that imposter syndrome. You don't really necessarily think that, why am I here? Do I deserve to be here? And it's people you grew up watching on TV, maybe idolized or looked up to, and you're like, oh, they're sitting next to me? I, I thought he would tell a story about we were doing this, we were doing not, not like, you know, I wish I had taken better advantage of my yeah. opportunity to hang with John Madden and be with John Madden. Yeah. That was incredible. What a share out of Jim Nance. And, you know, just a, it's kind of a message and a, and a, and a great uh, lesson for everybody. So, you know, hey, Jay... You could talk to me anytime, man. You should stop tiptoeing around. You know, you could get fellas. advice from Del Tufo. Yeah, know. yeah. Stop tiptoeing I, around, Mike. I get advice from him all the time. It's just uh, unsolicited. <laughs> 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 he thinks he's my uncle at this point. Let's go to Nick in California. You're here on the Rich Eisen Show. What's up, Nick? Hey, Rich. Man, it's been a while. I'm glad I called to the show. Um, been watching you on Instagram. I kind of lost touch a little bit, but this is your pest control guy. Hey, how you been, man? What's how you been, Nick? I've been good, man. I've been good. Hey, I'm a huge Broncos fan. Okay, and I gotta tell you, dude, I don't want to go down the schedule, uh, but I got the Broncos maybe 
too much of a high expectation, but they're beating the Chargers 2-0. They're beating the Raiders 2-0, and I think they get at least one win against the Chiefs. That's 5-1 in division. Or is that good? 5-1 in division. You're killing a lot of pests there, man. I'll tell you that. (laughs) You're you're getting rid of the bugs in the system. 5-1 in division. I I, got to clean up the cobwebs from last season, man. Look at this. We're going back. and see the bug? Related analogies we're going back and forth here, Chris. You seen it? All right, Nick. Thanks for the call. You call back, brother. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Our pest control. Is he the official pest controller of the Rich Eisen show? I think he's been inhaling some of the fumes from the (laughs) five and one in division. I don't know. Do we have a Bronco (laughs) schedule built yet? That might be. We don't have that. Because as you know, I didn't share the schedule with my colleagues here. Yeah, these guys were working. A lot of pre-production. You know, I, I didn't. I didn't share the schedule. That's on because you. I signed a doc. No, it's not on me. That's it's on you. A, it's the document I signed that the NFL had me sign. So I didn't release it like half the rest of the world. What are they getting? Honestly. I, I, you know what I'm going to do after today? I'm going to actually spend time. I'm going to call NFL security and say, what are you doing about say, that? i got to say, you follow too many rules. <laughs> do I really? I think so. I'm a rule follower. Eh, that's no fun. What do you mean that's no fun? These guys could have had the schedule built and we could have been Broncos. Bam. So my rule following has now denigrated the product of the Rich Eisen Show. Just today. Well, call back. (laughs) Rich Eisen Show pest control man. Nick. Call back, Nick.